But it'll be okay. We'll get him a new dog. One with an untwistable stomach. Oh, come on! I'm sorry, but we just can't afford it. Lord, make him stop. Ooh. All right, all right, we'll find a way. Lousy, manipulative dog. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes that nobody gets anymore, Facebook page, and nohomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Today we are here to review Dog of Death. There we are. Very good episode in which Santa's little helper gets sick, Kent Brockman wins the lottery, The Simpsons pay for an operation, Santa's little helper gets better, Santa's little helper runs away, Santa's little helper ends up working for Mr. Burns, he goes back to Bart, and Bart wins him back with his love, and everyone's happy again. That's the end, and we'll speak to you next time. Catch you later, guys. That's a little joke purely for me, because just before this, Dana went, we've only got an hour and 14, make sure we get through this one quickly. However, before we get into today's review, just want to throw a big thank you out to everybody who has purchased our premium podcast for Bart vs. Australia and You Only Move Twice. Yeah, guys, thank you very, very much for that from the bottom of our slightly better lined pockets. Yes, didn't expect so many people to buy it, but as we said, thank you very much. If you haven't yet, you can check it out by going to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast, or just go to the website, premium podcast is part of the top menu, you can't miss it. And for one single dollar we do per episode, you can mm-hmm. download and listen to it. But if you don't want to have to fork out the dollar we do, that's fine. You will get it for free in a couple of years. In a couple of years once we catch up to it in chronological order. Now, Dog of Death. Were you looking forward to going into this one? I really wasn't. I just don't remember this one being very good. Oh, really? I, I kind of um, was... I had some trepidation behind it only because I have a dog and he was sitting on the couch next to me looking at me. And I was like, oh man, I don't want to have to watch like an episode about a dog dying when I've got my own dog next to me loving me and and looking up at me as if the world will go on forever. Exactly. Like that was, that was, I felt like I was going to have to pull him aside and have a talk afterwards, you know, like <laughs> about doggy heaven, I suppose. Well, like, I need to interrupt though. After watching it, loved it. I think it's because okay, now that I'm a dog owner. Yeah. I, I think just when you have a dog and you watch this episode, it really gets you, doesn't it? Because you put uh, yeah, yourself yeah. in that situation. For sure. Get pet insurance. If you have a dog and you don't have pet insurance, get pet insurance. They please. are part of the family. Community service announcement for the dog. Like, it, it's 20 bucks a month or something. It's pretty cheap. <laughs> exactly right. So, a few facts about the episode before we get into the full review. The director, Jim Reardon, said that it was very, very hard to not have our sentence little help us show human emotions. Now, there's mm. a couple of points throughout the episode that I felt he did. The way he sort of says, oh, well, they don't love me anymore, and he runs away. Yeah. I thought that was a bit... The little look over his shoulder at the house type yeah, thing. Yeah, I yep. thought that was a bit too much for an animal. The Simpsons don't tend to go down that path. They try to keep the animals as animals, because a dog wouldn't react like that. A dog wouldn't go, oh, they don't love me anymore, I'm going to turn my back on this family and run away. Well, my dog wouldn't, <laughs> because he's loved. He knows how good he's got it. Exactly. Yeah. I really didn't like how the Simpsons family reacted to it after they got him fixed, either. For like one scene, I really didn't like the family when they were saying "stupid oh, dog" and everything like that. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm glad they made them feel remorseful afterwards. Yeah, same. But at the point at that point in time, I was like, well, I don't really like any of these characters. Be, right they're now. being a little bit jerky in that. Yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. And another fact was apparently it was based off of a story that happened because John Swartzwater wrote the episode, mm-hmm. and it's based off a real life story that happened to him when his dog got bloat. What the hell is bloat? I don't know. It just said his dog got bloat on Wikipedia. Is it the dog version of gout? Sounds like Schwartzwalder was just throwing salmon and wine at his dog off all the Simpsons money that he was making. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, he didn't fix his dog in the real life story. Oh, how depressing is that? It says here, unlike the events in the episode, Schwartzwalder's dog did not receive treatment as the operation was far too expensive and the dog was too old. How can the dog ever be too old? 
Is it too old to to be able to live through the operation, or was he like, eh, you've lived a good life. You don't, you're not worth it anymore. I guess it could be either of those things, but I mean, the older a dog is, I guess, the more inclined people are to put them down rather than spend thousands of dollars when yeah. they might only get another year out of them. Yeah, that is true. Those people are scum. I did like, though, that this episode, it was very simple, but the good thing about it was that it was so realistic in the sense that anybody watching it can put themselves in a the situation. Yeah, like something comes up that emotionally you really want to do, but the reality of how much money you have or whatever is holding you back is still a reality that's a really hard hurdle to get over. A lot of things are successful based off of that theory. For example, the Saw movies. You can you can sort of put yourself <laughs> in that situation. As, how as, did you make the leap from this I know, I just sort of saw to waking up handcuffed to a fucking toilet <laughs> with a dead body in the because floor? Because you compare Saw to other horror franchises and it's Michael Myers with a mask, you know, he cut his head off, he still lives. Yeah. Saw... Oh, it could happen to anyone. Happened to gr- me today on the way over here. Hello, <laughs> Mitchell. <laughs> I just had a flashback to the living with Saw. Yeah, no, how good is it? <laughs> All right, now let's move on before we get too far off track. Okay, so the original air date was March 12th, 1992. The chalkboard gag was I saw nothing unusual in the teacher's lounge, which I thought was quite funny. Mm. I used to- oh, yeah. Have you ever seen unusual stuff in the teacher's lounge? Like, as in, in real life? Yeah. Um, no, I've never actually been in there. I went okay. in primary school, went in there once, but it was a case of whenever the teachers would walk in, you'd try and peek in as the doors yeah, closed. You would, you want to see like the pool table that yeah, you knew yeah. they had in there. <laughs> uh, rumor has it at the high school that I went to some years before I got there on muck up day, one of the students may or may not have put a bag of shit in the toasty, like in the toasted sandwich press. Oh man. Yeah. Just got in early, left that there for them as a little gift to find in the morning. Oh man. That guy's like my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that though, going to a sandwich maker and there's just human shit in just there. Just <laughs> actual shit. It burnt. Oh. Burnt turd. <laughs> oh, anyway, and the couch gag was Homer's lays on the couch first and the family all sit on him. Mm. Pretty basic couch gag. Now, it kicks off with the commercial for the state lottery. Where everybody wins. Where everybody wins. Actual odds, oh, one in 380 come in. I won the lottery. Well, I won the lottery. Yeah. We all won the lottery. Um, Moe's watching it on the TV. I, I love how... Things like this when everyone in Springfield just happens to be watching TV at the same time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I also like it though when like you're watching the thing and then it pulls out into a location. Yeah. Though. That's a kind of cool way to kickstart an episode. Homer at the back did it when they were watching Homer hit his home run. Yeah. It didn't start like that, but yeah. they used that transition. I did like Moe's line here though. Like something along the lines of lottery, exploiter of the poor and ignorant, and then turns on the light turns and says beer. Yeah, turns on the light and says beer is the answer. Oh, beer is the answer. Yeah, that was the full <laughs> LED that he had going on. And then uh, Homer sort of not buying into the jackpot, uh, buying into the lottery either. Then Barney tells him it's a hundred and thirty million dollar jackpot. Mm-hmm. I would be buying a ticket for that jackpot as yeah. well. I love the like the back and forth, just showing how out of it Barney is in reality. Yeah. By the way, a hundred and thirty million. Did you say a hundred and thirty million? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. You know, what actually, that reminded me of was that like I was wondering, is it parodying that kind of radio commercial back and forth? dialogue you get like dando did you know that today kmart has 20 percent off all electronic items they have 20 percent off all electronic items they have 20 percent off all electronic items we should get to kmart right now like <laughs> like that's i was wondering was it an example of making fun of that or was it just really bad use of that exact thing in the script writing without realizing yeah there's a couple of points into i can't remember exactly off the top of my head but there's a couple of points where i thought the writing was a bit lazy Mm. No, I'll have to get to it in my notes. Yeah, right. But yeah. but yeah, so I couldn't decide if that was them being really clever or them being really annoying. Oh, well, everyone just races to the Quickie Mart to buy a ticket. Apparently, that's the only place you can buy a ticket for the lottery. And Homer asked Bart for his lucky numbers. Bart, I need some lucky numbers. Fast. How old are you? Uh-huh. And what's your birthday? No kidding. And what's Lisa's birthday? What? 
You don't know your sister's birthday? What kind of brother are you? And then Sanjay has to go out. Why, why does Sanjay have to leave again? I can't quite remember. I know he has to put on a bulletproof vest. Is he uh, going to the bank for something? Possible. I didn't actually pay much attention to that. I was too busy focusing on the line about if I don't return, don't sleep with my wife. I promise you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so a poo. Yeah. <laughs> Hover then walks in and tells Marge he has a feeling they're going to win the lottery. Marge just doesn't buy into it at all. Mm. Oh, I related to that hard. I buy like maybe one lottery ticket a year, if that. Like when it's a really big jackpot. So I, I've hardly ever played Tats Lotto or the lottery. But when I buy that ticket, I am so fucking certain that I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's not even a, oh, wouldn't it be great if I did win? It is a hard set. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. You've already, you've already bought a boat. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I've planned my trip. I've already written my resignation letter. I, I don't know. I get suckered in by it every single well, time. Well, you are a Hawthorne supporter. You're used to success. <laughs> That's true. I'm just going to win. <laughs> Natural. Uh, Marge just doesn't buy into it at all, as I said. And this is where we get the first glimpse of Santa's little helper sick. He walks in. He sort of stumbles yeah, around. He just, yeah. He does not look well at no, all. No, he doesn't. I, but I felt the animation of Santa's little helper sick was spot on. Mm. As well as when Burns is poking him. Poker, poker, poker. He looks vicious, man. Yeah. He looks brutal. Anyway, get to that a little bit later. Then uh, Marge says, promise me you won't go crazy buying tickets. Yes, money. I mean, honey. <laughs> you used that line tonight. <laughs> I did. Um, I don't even remember. Oh, that's right. Because uh, we were discussing a little venture, off on a little business venture yes, on the side. which we'll announce in due time mm. when it happens. And then the dog's in front of the TV. Down in front. <laughs> the dog just collapses. Then it cuts to the news report. And Kent Brockman was talking about how people are just going crazy buying lottery tickets. The guy with the wheelbarrow, the guy with the wheelbarrow away. just all blowed away. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like my name is Earl style. Yes, winning yeah. lottery ticket just blowing away down the highway. And then people are at the library checking out the lottery, the book. And it's funny because it has nothing to do with winning the lottery. <laughs> oh, stupid book under the fire. <laughs> throws it to the fire. It's a good um, setup for a gag a little bit later too. When he throws the other book in the fire. Yeah. And then the, the announces here the school's going to get half the profits or something. Mm. Or, mm. Why? Why would they get I that? guess because it's a state-sponsored lottery, I suppose. It's a state-funded school. When they, This may sound stupid, but when they said profits, what do they mean by the profits? Well, half I, uh, half of the takings? Like, how, how does a jackpot for a lottery actually work? Is it? I have no idea. Neither do I. I must sound so stupid to our listeners, but yeah. I honestly have no idea how they work. I, um... Like how do they yeah, ju- right. how so do they I work thinking, out how much money's going to go? I was thinking they'd won the prize, but yeah, I suppose like there's a certain amount of ticket sales above whatever the reserve prize jackpot is, and then anything above they keep. Okay, I guess. And Skinner has all these ideas. He's going to get a <laughs> math books that don't have that base six crap in them, and a state of the art detention hall where children are held in place with magnets. Magnets always with the magnets. I, I wrote my notes. Great Breaking Bad reference. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Magnets Always with the magnets Bitch Yes um, I lo- I wrote down that the Base 6 joke Was very Futurama style Like they've snuck in A really high yeah. High functioning maths joke And there's the plenty of, of them all. Futurama Yeah Some that what, even I don't, was, They explain it to me I still don't even understand it Yeah Futurama Like created three Alien languages Yes It's yeah. amazing Futurama gets no credit For that kind of stuff Yeah no, it's phenomenal it's the Unbelievable They do in the background They proofed like a maths for Like Yes Like just in the background It just had this full-on proof for a math um, theorem that no one had proved before. And the, the casual viewer couldn't give a shit about that. No, it looked like it was just little green shit in the back of a screen. You didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, the other thing that Skinner wanted was uh, textbooks that knew how the Korean War ended. Because the teachers don't know. No, and you know, sup- I suppose in this timeline, MASH hadn't finished yet. Uh, the family's then watching the draw on TV, 
and the dog's sick again. I think Maggie's just poking him in the eyes and whatnot. You can just you can tell by this point, okay, the dog being sick is going to play a part in mm. this episode. Had you not known anything about what the episode was going to be about, you know the dog being sick is going to be a major part of it. Yep. Homer then has 50 tickets. And kids, yep. what are you going to spend your money on? I'm going to put it in the bank. <laughs> kids. <laughs> Give it to the poor. What do kids know how to do with money? Yeah. I thought it was funny that Bart's going to put his money in the bank. As a, like, as opposed to coming up. It sets up. You've got to go the one, two, three to set up for Homer's fantasy. Yeah. But yeah, it's... um. I completely forgot that this was in this episode. It is so good. Yeah. Something looks different about you, Homer. Look closer, Lenny. <laughs> What's your number one fantasy? Like, you ever come into so much money that it doesn't matter if you lose some and throw some away. What What's the first thing you do? I honestly haven't even thought about it. Growing up poor, I just never expected money. Really? Okay. Well, <laughs> I've, fantas- I've long fantasized. You know that moment in Batman Begins where Christian Bale is, like, playing with the... Is Batman Begins the Dark Knight? Either, might Dark, Dark Knight Nine. begins with the bank heist. Yeah, no, no, no. But anyway, it's the bit where um, Christian Bale is like playing around in the pool with the models and then someone's like, you can't... I'm sure that Batman it's begins. Batman Begins. Yeah, it's like, you can't do that. It's like, oh, I, I believe I can. I'm buying this hotel. Yeah. First thing we're going to change is a little bit of the po- rules about the pool or whatever it is. Um, So, like, I want to have that kind of badass moment. So, what I've always wanted to do is you go to, like, a Ferrari dealership or a Porsche dealership, something where, or or a Lamborghini, something where all the cars are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. You take one for a test drive, you do one lap of the block, and then you come back and you crash into that showroom as hard as humanly possible, (laughs) take out as many cars as possible, get out, casually pull out your checkbook, (laughs) have a look around, (laughs) survey the damage, and just, who do I make it out to? (laughs) Then stroll out of there. Standing ovation. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who does live that kind of lifestyle? Not to that extent. Dan Belzeri? Yes. <laughs> that dude. I don't yes. know. Uh, he just, <laughs> did you see that footage of him just throwing a woman off a balcony? Who, who, who is he? Like, how does he have this much money? I have no idea. Instagram, apparently. He just has women surrounding this him. footage of him just tossing, like not throwing her off a balcony as in intentionally you know, to her death. He's yeah. supposed to throw her into a pool, but just tosses a naked woman into a pool. She falls short, smashes her leg on the thing. I presume he just threw money at her yeah. and then everything was okay because he didn't get in trouble for that, it. That guy's living the ultimate life. Guns everywhere. <laughs> Guns and women everywhere. Oh, I don't know how good his money, but it, it's worked for him. So, as we said, the family we're all watching on TV. Homer has 50 tickets. He's told everyone how he's going to envision to be solid gold and mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. tall. Cuts back to Homer laughing to himself, which I thought was a great visual. Yeah. Because yeah. you always sort of wonder when they're sort of... Disappears off into his own head. When they're thinking into their heads, what's happening in the real world? Yeah. And he's just sitting there. <laughs> and they don't sort of mention it. It just cuts straight to the news report straight after it. It's mm. just a great sort of cutaway. I love you get the look around at everyone else in Springfield as well and what they can possibly do. Like just, or not what they can do, but how hooked they are. Like yeah. crusty. We'll be right back, kids. Oh, I've, I've got that written here. It must be a bit further up. Anyway, yeah. Okay. And, um, and also... The police, the 912. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the wrong number. This is 912. I had no idea that was on this episode the, as well. I love the animation on Wiggum's eyes. Yeah. As he thinks real hard. Which I'm pretty sure is an emergency number in other places. Maybe. I, I have no I'm idea. I'm sure there's a country somewhere in the world where 912 is the number you would ring. So it cuts to Kent who says they're about to do the draw. Mm-hmm. And then he mentions his ticket, which is a little plant being seated. <laughs> I got my ticket. Being yes. Yep. That's where we get the police 912 and crusty yep. email and all that. And the dog passes out in the background. Mm, and Just collapses. Yeah. And that way, you, know, you definitely know, okay, something's not right here. Mm. They start drawing the numbers. I loved that. In this, Homer has 50 tickets. You've got the same thing I was about to say, I bet He you. instantly knows that he doesn't have that one number. So, Because I buy one ticket and I'll spend 45 minutes combing through it all trying to see if I've got that one. Yeah. What I've got here, though, is he had 50 tickets. But were they all the same numbers? How many numbers? Well, yeah, possibly. How Why many would you buy 50 there? of the same numbers? Maybe you could have 
all the same numbers apart from one derivative of something. But yes, it would seem very unlikely <laughs> that Homer's managed to get two tickets where he didn't have, where he just instantly ruled those out. That, that makes no sense. If you're in a lottery, you want different, 50 different opportunities to win. You wouldn't mm. get 50 of the same thing because you just, what a waste of money. Mm. Buying, having 50 tickets of the winning numbers isn't going to give you 50 times the prize money. Unless he bought quick picks and they're computer generated. In which case he doesn't. No, have. no, because he because he says the bar after this. Why couldn't your birthday be this? Because he picked a certain. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I just do you think that was a mistake? I don't know how the lottery works. Maybe maybe if the Simpsons writers understood more of base six that they <laughs> seem to be making so much fun of, <laughs> they would understand some essential maths. Uh, Brockman then realizes that he won, mm-hmm. and his, and his reaction is great. To wheeling around in the chair, yeah. arms up. I won. I won. <laughs> sort of composes himself, yeah. and then he can't keep his eyes off the ticket. In other news, um. Tragic mix-up today in Cleveland. Many people killed. Uh, goodbye! Then it cuts to Marge being the cliche Marge. Well, at least we've still got each other. Grandpa. Dog's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then contrast. cut to commercial. Now, this was a really great cut to commercial. And a really great comeback from Yes. So, I, I never picked up on this. Me either. Before, like, this is one of the things that I laughed the, the hardest at, that they cut to it fade away when it comes back. You, the, the dog looks dead. He does look He's dead. not breathing. He's, yeah. he looks, he's animated to be dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you've, you've already seen two setups to that. Yeah, so and like, the, holy the, shit. the music cue, the dun yeah. dun dun Yeah. So then it comes back from Ad. You realise that he's not dead. Grandpa, he's not dead. Dad, you shouldn't say that dog's dead when he's not. It's not fair to toy with people's emotions like that. So funny. Yes. Because oh, that's what they did. That's such a great meta comment on what that, yeah. And it happens in TV shows all the time. I remember when TV, uh, when 24 did it, that like they had this thing of, like, at the end of the episode, Jack Bauer will die. And then like he's being tortured or something and like he is dead at the end of the episode. But 15 seconds into the next one, his heart starts again, and he's all okay. So, like, you know, it's one of those bullshit, someone will die, everyone watch, type things. Uh, It's just funny because, as I'm watching it, because I didn't really remember too much about the episode, which I liked because it was just felt like I'm watching for the first time Mm. again. But then, when they cut to commercial, I was like, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. And then they just rubbed it in my face when they came back. I just thought it was really, really well done. Then Grandpa gets really angry because the family won't believe him that the dog's dead. Yep. Uh, Was this just a way to get him out of the episode? Yeah, just have just a sort little, of spits a dummy in yeah, his and just a little bit of cantankerous old grandpa. What's yeah, he yeah, doing yeah. in the house? I don't know. And then grandpa just shows up and then disappears <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> but, but they need him there just for that gag. He's like grandpa is like one of those characters on The Sims when you know you're in there, you're trying to read your books so you can get a better ed- better education. Then they just like are in your house in the yeah. kitchen making themselves some food, and then they <laughs> fuck off, they fuck off through the back door and just pop a plate down on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the animal hospital, obviously because Santa's little helper has passed out. He's not quite dead. And they've got the very famous scene with the hamster. This is part of the job I hate. And he throws it in the bin. In the through the basketball hoop. Yeah, through the basketball hoop. I think this was in the very first was it the very first yeah, clip show when mm. Homer's had the well, the April Fools. We're talking about this off the air. Yeah. And he's now a surgeon. Because they're like, Weren't you once a vet? Yeah. And it cuts to this clip. Cut back to that. Yeah. I just love how dramatic the veterinarian is. He's just so dramatic. Doctor, he, uh, the nurse as well. Doctor, yeah. he's gone. Says the dog has a twisted stomach and it's going to cost $750 to fix it. Marge is immediately concerned. She knows that they pretty much can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Homer says, we'll have to talk it over. And Bart's confused reaction is perfect. It's exactly yeah, how every great. kid, talk right over. what over. What are we talking about? Why, why, why are we leaving the vet? When are we taking the dog back? When's he going to get fixed? He doesn't understand. And Homer has to explain to him, 
You know about doggy heaven? In doggy heaven, there's mountains of bones, and you can't turn around without sniffing another dog's butt. And all the best dogs are there. Old Yeller and about eight lassies. And then Bart says, what about hell? He's like, well, no. Well, of course, there can't be a heaven with there isn't a hell. <laughs> Hitler's dog and one of the lassies is there, too. <laughs> that dog Nixon had. Uh, what, what's it? Ch- ch- checkers? Checkers. And he says Chester or something. Yeah, he says Chester. Yeah. And then Bart just simply cannot believe they're not going to help the dog. Mm. I don't know why they had this gag in it, but when he says, darn right, I'm upset. And Marge goes, Bart, what's your language? Oh, you did. What was the purpose of that? I guess just to inject some humor in there. Maybe to an extent to show that Bart's actually being quite reasonable throughout the whole thing here mm. as well. He's not being overly emotional. He's, he's being well in control of his emotions. I wish they had have made the bill a little bit more expensive because $750, whilst it is a lot of money to some families, isn't so much to the point where you look back on it now and like it's one of those things that with inflation, you got to remember it's 1992. Okay. 750 yeah. bucks is a lot I guess so, yeah, different yeah, yeah. already to what it is now. Yeah. It doesn't make it as timeless. No, no, no. Even if it was only like $3,000, then that would be enough to for, for you to now go, shit, $3,000 is a lot of money for someone to grab. Yeah. 750 like, you don't have a credit card? I know. I'm just like, what does Homer earn a week? Isn't it like 400 and something or whatever? Not, I don't know what it is, but like, you know, you've got a house. You got, yeah. Surely. That's, that's the sort of the overriding sort of conti- uh, continuity error I found in The Simpsons is they've got this great house, got all this stuff, but they can't afford the basic things sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the next scene though, I think was my favorite scene in the whole episode. When yeah, Homer- I was going to say, actually, that is the exact opposite of Seinfeld. In the, in Seinfeld, he's a guy that's just working a local kind of stand-up comic, but he's just constantly burning money. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's always on dates. Buy, he's always like. on dates, buys his dad a Cadillac. He never eats at home. The Cadillac <laughs> gets trashed. He's like, no, buy him another one. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he's not the Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. He's just Jerry Seinfeld. He's just a random comedian, yeah. yeah. Now, the next scene was, I think, my favorite for the whole episode, purely because I'm such a dog lover. Just the way Santa's little helpless facial expressions. Oh, when he's just staring at Homer. Yeah, and Homer's like, stop looking at me like that. And he's just yeah. sort of, because my dog does Marge, that. Just, make him stop. Just rests his head on his knee and he's just like, I need help. Hmm. Now, this wasn't one of those scenes I was talking about where the dog acts like he's too smart. No, this is him acting exactly like a dog. Is it? Is it though? Because is the dog doing that in this episode because he's asking Homer for help? How would the dog know that he needs the help from Homer? Dog just well. That's just looking into a bit too much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I don't know that he's necessarily asking him for help. It's just puppy dog guys. Yeah, like, yeah. If your dog's sick, he's going to come over to you and pop his he's head. Like, on I you love work. you. Yeah, but I, I just there's not many scenes in The Simpsons that make me just smile, and this yeah. scene just made me smile. There's a in a slightly different scene. Going back a couple of years, there was a, a I won't go into the full details, but there was a time where I was uh, a little bit down in the dumps on a particular evening. I was with Ash, um, the family dog there, Barney, was in the room and. Um, I said, I, I can't believe this, you know, the, the timing of this, part of it's a fluke, but it, like at that moment, I'd never felt closer to an animal where I, I said the words out loud, I just really need a cuddle. And Barney, who had been sitting dead still in that room for like the last 15, 20 minutes or so, heard that, got up, walked over, put his hand on my knee. Like, well, poor on my yeah. knee. Like, there's definitely an ability for dogs to be able to pick up on emotion and to be able to give out their own emotion and convey to you what they're feeling. They know when you're not well. Mm. Like, like, if I'm sick in bed, Jet will just come and lay with me. Yeah. Yeah, they love dogs, man. Anyway, getting a little bit off track. So, Homer then goes, asks Burns for money, and we get the classic button gag. Now, I know you're <laughs> a very generous man. I have a dog that's very sick. On generous man, he pulls his hand away <laughs> for just a second. It's like, oh, I might listen to this. Yeah, yeah. And then, I have a dog that's very sick. It pushes like a million yeah. times. It's just great. Yeah. Like, just, and it's sort of like a loud click. It's just click, click, click. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... And, 
get it, Smithers. What is it that would make a man endanger his job, and yes, even his life, by asking me for money? <laughs> well, people like dogs, Mr. Burns. I did like, though, before we get into that famous um, Smithers gay joke, the Homer just accepts it. Oh, oh thanks for your time. <laughs> he just knows. <laughs> Look, he expected it. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Well, yeah. I have a dog that's very sick. <laughs> Surely, at some point, you notice that people keep getting dragged out of Burns's office. Yeah. Word's going to get around. <laughs> it's just, yeah, great delivery. But then we get the classic joke from Smithers there. People like dogs, Mr. Burns. Nonsense. Dogs are idiots. Think about it, Smithers. If I came into your house and started sniffing at your crotch and slobbering all over your face, what would you say? If you did it, sir. So then Homer is reading. Now, you said to me off the air that you loved this scene. Homer reading Homer the canine surgery the book. So, yeah, just trying to cut costs. Yes. And, yeah, I just love... It's so simple, but I just love his reaction. Hmm. I can do this. Yeah. And Marge instantly knowing what he's thinking. And Marge just says, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she says. You are not performing this surgery yourself. <laughs> now, they do a gag here that they don't do too often. They don't use this method very often in The Simpsons where he'll say, or she'll say, remember that time you did this and it'll cut uh, to yep. a visual flashback? It's a very family guy kind of joke. Family mm. guy does this all the time, but it's just, he's like um, carving a turkey. And then Homer's just fucking throwing yeah, a turkey all over the right. room. Just meat going everywhere. Yeah. And then he realized, oh, I can't, obviously it's going to be terrible. Yeah. So he throws the book in the fire. Now, did you notice the other books that were in the fire? Uh, no. What Fatherhood from Saturdays of Thunder was oh, in the fire. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Just little, f- and there's another one I think says something 61 on the front. I'm not too sure what that was. I've, it escapes me. I think it says 61 on the front. I'm not too sure, but yeah. Was but it Fahrenheit 451, was it? Oh, I'm not too sure of it. Anyway. I just remember seeing Fatherhood, Cosby Book, and the yep. one that, from the earlier in the episode. So then Marge has come up with a plan for the dog to be able to survive and it won't cost them as much money. They're going to have to start making sacrifices. Which were? Uh, so that, they were cutting out Pork Chop Night. Pork Chop Night was going to and become... And Homer's just hand in face. Hand in devastated. face. <laughs> uh, was going to become Chub Night. Uh, Lisa had to stop picking up the Encyclopedia Generica. Uh, from the school and uh, what was the, like the following week was going to be Copernicus. something through to Copernicus uh, Bart had to start getting haircuts at the like the college hairdressers and Lisa sorry Lisa Maggie had to like they just had to cut back on Maggie's clothes and I think Homer less beer or something as mm. well and I don't know about Marge what did she do oh she says I want Hairspray. to buy my weekly lottery ticket ah oh, that's right the weekly lottery that. ticket as soon as yeah, she said yeah, that yeah. I'm like oh I know where this is going I couldn't remember but I'm like you know where this is going yeah Homer less beer and I love how that's the tipping point for Homer it's like yeah. I've come up with a plan <laughs> that means I don't have to give up the beer this is I cannot remember ever hearing this in my life but it's fucking incredible yeah I figured out an alternative to giving up my beer basically we become a family of traveling acrobats. I don't think you've thought this through. So then it all cuts to the family waiting at the vet, and the nurse walks in saying, we've saved your game cock. Jeez, that's so good. But he'll never <laughs> fight again. He'll fight and he'll win. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. Well, cockfighting's not funny. No. But the fact that he treats it as if it's like Rocky. Yes. Like, you know, like he's recovered from hospital, but he'll never be a professional fighter again. He's like the trainer. Yeah. I l- oh, God, I love that. <laughs> He's so determined. <laughs> and he'll win. Santa's little helper dies on the operating table. Yeah. And I didn't re- I don't remember this. And so he's running towards Same, the light. If you're watching this with your dog, hold him close in this moment. Yeah. And then he gets... I love re- the doggy flap at the yeah, pearly yeah, gates. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gets... And it sort of reverses back. So he's coming back to life and he's getting resuscitated. Harry Shearer again, I'm assuming, doing the voice. I've got... He have to be, yeah. Whenever it's a heavenly voice, they yeah, go yeah. to Harry. He's got the greatest voice. Come to the light, boy. I love the fact that he did that voice for us too. Anyway, so he gets resuscitated. Gets brought back to life by the um, the vet. He's just so dedicated. Um, Santa's little help is all good. He goes Chunk out. Chunk to mouth to mouth. 
yes, the family's all happy. It's times like this I'm glad I flunked out of dental school. Two days later, has a little subtitle, uh, the family is still having to live cheap. Mm-hmm. And then Homer's jealous of the food that the dog has. Well, yeah, the dog's eating... Because they're eating chub. Snouts and entrails. He's like lousy mm. chub night. Snouts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Brockman, still the newsreader. What's his... Because I'm a journalist. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, have integrity. No journalist would do that. No. <laughs> no, I hope in hell. Skinner then gets an eraser. <laughs> this, uh, was, yeah, this was great. One eraser. No, I've been ripped off. By, oh, I've been betrayed by my government before. I was in Nam, <laughs> and then it cuts away. <laughs> and that's where we get the next line uh, that you were telling me that you love. It's your favorite line of the whole episode. Kent Brockman talking uh, about the next jackpot. Not quite my favorite of the whole okay. episode. But I may have overstated it, but yeah, um, Kent Brockman was like, "And today's lotto's numbers for the forty thousand dollar <laughs> jackpot." <laughs> <laughs> And then reads it out, and it's Marge's numbers. Now, mm. I thought they would have played this up a bit more, but it was just she was just like, oh, if it wasn't for that stupid dog, we would have won. And then that was it. Mm. I thought it would have been a bigger deal. I mean, you just missed out on $40,000 fucking dollars. Well, no point crying over spilled milk. Yeah, that is do? true. My legitimate favorite episode, uh, line of this episode, though, is Homer when he's talking about Brockman, like trying to kind of hide back the jealousy. Like, huh, well, there's one thing he can't buy, such as a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> you could get a skeleton. Nicholas Cage bought like a T-Rex head for $13 million, I think. Really? Yeah. $13 million. I think he had to sell it because he went broke, but still. Nicholas Cage went broke. Uh, he goes broke all the time. Really? Nicholas Cage just buys things. As you would. That's, his, money, that's his problem. He just he buys things. <laughs> that are worth nothing. And then he has to keep making bad movies to buy more things. He hasn't been in a good movie for a very long time. Uh, Joe. He was in Joe, which I don't think got a theatrical release, but was very good. His last... Hit since I'd that was National kick, Treasure, uh, Kick Ass cinematic. Oh, yeah, Kick Ass, yeah. of course. Yep, okay. So then cuts to uh, Lisa's at school. She's told she has to write something in Copernicus because everything's just convenient now. Homer's well, has to sing for money. You want the 25 cents, don't you? Keep singing, Buffalo girls. Won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight. Come out tonight. Oh. Who's that old rummy? Yeah, Before his dog got sick, that old rummy used to be my best customer. But gets a bad haircut. I've done it again. Uh, yeah, the teenage voice. Yes. Pimply, pimply teen- now, this is the part of the episode that I didn't like, where the family virtually now, they hate the dog because of what his injuries cause them. Mm. It's just too harsh. It's not the dog's fault. No, it's not. You, you chose to pay you, the you money. You chose to do this. Now you're you know, holding a grudge against him for mm. it. That's not the way you should have done it. Um, not the family's finest moment, and that's why I thought. That's why I wrote here. The writing's a little bit lazy. Had they've just completely switched them to being angry, but then it cuts back, and once he leaves, because he obviously now this is the other point where the dog sort of thinks, "Oh, they don't love me anymore. I'm going to run away." He turns around, looks at the house, and I'm like, "This is just too dramatic for a dog to be doing that." But they leave the gate open, and then Sans Little Harper runs away, and Bart immediately feels guilty. He's like, "It's, it's my fault. I called him a, a dumb dog," and mm. I'm like. Well, I'm glad they've got the family feeling remorseful for the way they treated the dog. Yeah. And then Homer's gag of, Wait, there he is. No, that's a horse. Then we get the really good adventure montage. Yeah. Which is sort of Sounds like... a little helper lives a life. Like Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Mm. Yes. Well, One of my favorite movies as a kid. Fights a bear. Yes, fights a bear. And wins. Saves a baby from a burning house. He's a really good dog. Chases a cat. <laughs> a red dot. Yeah. It's just really good animation there. And then he starts speeding off down the road, picked up by the pound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great gag. Great music cue yes. along with it as well. It's like Looney Tunes type stuff. Yeah. Like it, I could almost imagine that that whole thing was scored while they were watching the animation and did the score along to it. Yeah, like yeah, it had yeah. That, it had that vibe. 
then the family can't find a good photo of Santa's little help because they want to put flyers up. And then the we one get of them punching Homer. Yes, we finally found it. Homer yeah. boxing the dog. Amazing. <laughs> it's just a. I don't know who comes up with that idea to draw that. I don't know. It's fucking genius. It's just great. Homer's face, you know, yeah. sideways is so good. Uh, then Flanders is at Mr. Burns' house, and for some unknown reason, he's trying to sell him on recycling. I don't know why, but they had to get Flanders there. And did you notice he's wearing his assassins? No, I didn't spot that. He's like, you're wearing your running shoes, which is good. That's a nice little throwback. Yes. And then he releases the hounds, Flanders runs away, and we get the old dog. Crippler. Crippler, yes. Well, that was one of my trivia questions. Fuck, I try- I'm like, I don't want to say the dog's name because it's going to be trivia, but um, yeah, apparently he's been there since the 60s. I'll never forget the day he bagged his first hippie. That young man didn't think it was too groovy. <laughs> <laughs> he then goes to the pound to get an attack dog, and he gets Santa's little helper. Mm. The family's then putting up flyers. We get the really funny gag of Homer putting on all of them on the one building, yeah. and the building gets blown up. <laughs> also, you, we, in that, we get a... It, well, that is a really funny joke. I don't want to gloss over that. Just the, the, <laughs> Why would you put them all on one building anyway? Yeah, I know. You get a little throwback to Skinner here as well from Bart the Murderer. It's like a missing poster for Skinner saying, Have you seen my body? Was that on the wall, was it? Uh, no, it was on one of the posts that I think Marge uh, and Lisa put a poster over. I remember seeing that, but I didn't mm. yeah, process. Oh, that, that, a lot of good throwbacks in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Good old Swartzwelder. So then it cuts to Mr. Burns, who is training Santa's little helper. Mm-hmm. And Smithers is dressed as the Girl Scout. Yeah. And Santa's little helper is just not vicious at all. <laughs> this is a bit- real Girl Scout. I'll be bothered by now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shows him the film, which is a parody of Clock Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange, yeah. Uh, or like the whole, the eyes pried open. Yeah. yeah. I do like the different things that would antagonize a dog that yeah. they slipped into the film. Yeah. Like getting hit on the snout and a frisbee hitting him in the eyes and yeah. stuff like that. I think kicking his food bowl over and stuff yeah. like that. Just really, really funny. Now, the family, at by this point, they're all worried. They're just sort of thinking, well, we've blown it. We spent all this money to f- help the dog. Then we treated him shit. He ran away. We're never going to see him again. Homer's, <laughs> there's his bowl. There's his leash. And that's where he took a whiz on the rug. And then he starts bursting out crying. <laughs> and then Marge brings up, well, don't worry, Homer. Remember that doggy heaven? Oh, Marge, there is no such place. <coughs> or, to put it another way, there is. We've all had moments in our life where we've let a secret slip in front of kids that we shouldn't have. Now, I know there's kids listening, so we've got to be very careful if we're going to mention anything on this. I think there's the two big ones that we know of that we I won't mention. I don't hang out with many kids in my day-to-day life. Like, I've got younger relatives and stuff. Yeah, I just try to keep them out of the house as, as much as possible, <laughs> so I don't have to watch myself too often. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't anyway. You wouldn't give a shit. No, I wouldn't. You'd get quite a lot of joy in revealing a few things to young I children. I would, even things that aren't actually true. <laughs> Burns is then antagonizing Santa's little helper. That poker, poker, poker. <laughs> he looks brutally vicious. Like the... the, yeah. the, the Black the eyes, little black and, eyes, and, and even got the, the snout. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's really, really good animation and a really cool point of view shot as well, where he's attacking Mr. Burns. Yeah. What I did like though is that Mr. Burns is putting in the hard yards to train the dogs. Yeah, he's I like the one that doing as well. it. Yeah, like, as, as bad as it is, I don't like attack dogs kind of no, thing. No, but but the fact, the that, fact that, he's that he's doing, doing it hands on, and the fact that he just lets him attack him as well, he doesn't try to like beat him back or anything. Just yeah, lays there like excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's just I just I like the fact that Mr. Burns was putting the, in the hard yards. It transitions to over the road, and Bart is visiting. I love, did you notice I, I did that then with my hand? I did over the road. <laughs> uh, he visits Ken Brockman, who now has a giant mansion made of like did gold. You just do a little bit of Harry then. It sounded like you were doing Harry talking about how he got his Ken Brockman thing. It's like he'd right. go on the road. <laughs> if you go back and listen to a Harry Shearer interview, yeah, and compare it to the way you just said over the road, <laughs> over the road, a bit of an influence. Uh, he goes to Ken Brockman to explain that he's looking for his dog, but. Brockman immediately thinks that he's um, there to ask for money. Yeah, I love that home, uh, Brockman 
like he's getting around like Flavor Flav. <laughs> like he's just fully tanned, tanned, <laughs> topless, chains everywhere. Ever since I won the lottery, it's been homeless this and hungry that. Yeah, I did love the way he answered it. Hi, I'm Ken Brockman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Bart apologizes. Like I'm sorry, Mister. <laughs> Why does he apologize? Well, to to make fun of first world problems, like Brockman's. Brockman's biggest issue is that he has too much money. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the fact that Bart, who's got a genuine thing to be upset about, is apologising to him. Well, his llama did bite it's, Ted Kennedy. Sir, your llama just bit Ted Kennedy. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So then it goes to Burns's house. Well, mm. um, Bart goes to Burns's house, and Smithers. What was Burns doing? He was laying in some sort of his longevity tube. treatment. Yeah, yeah. It was like a. Um, a uh, hyperbaric chamber or something okay. like that. It's like, I don't want to interrupt you, but there's a sweet young boy at the door. Release, Release the, the hounds. hounds. Doesn't even bat an eyelid. Yep. Release the hounds. <laughs> Amazing delivery. So good. Bart then realizes that one of the dogs is Santa's little helper. Santa's little helper doesn't recognize him at first. Mm-hmm. He corners Bart and eventually Bart starts... Leaps at him. Yeah, leaps at him. And then Bart says, I love you, boy. And I love moments like this in the Simpsons. Great flashback moment as yep. it goes through of like Bart feeding him under the table and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Like this good was, music as well. This was such a perfect ending. Yeah. Like... To turn him on a dime. Like, sometimes you, we complain that the uh, things are wrapped up a little bit too quickly, but this is one that it's perfect that it is wrapped up quickly. I think this was the same music that was playing when Bart was spending his last night with Santa's little helper, when he thought he was going to get put down for okay. being naughty. Yeah, right. Or was going to... Well, they they were going to get rid of him because he couldn't... Um, because he didn't know how to sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when he's rolling around, because he's just like, oh, you're not going to be able to learn. Let's just have a good night together. Yeah. You know? And it's really good music. It's very similar to, to when Bart and Lisa have the flashback when they're playing hockey yeah when they're remembering stuff but yeah I love moments like that and then he just starts looking back to death and the family all take turns patting him let me pet him again I've already petted him for 10 minutes I know I want to pet him again you can pet the cat the cat what's the point and that's the end of the episode so as I said it's a really really simple story but it's really really nice and touching mm. I think if you're a dog lover you would love this story you can put yourself in that situation and what the family did is what 90% of if you're able to afford it what 90% of dog owners would do I'd go without I think if I was poor I would cut back on my own food before I cut back on oh. the dog's food for, like for me it's the thing of I can't explain to them why they're suffering yeah, I can process it. And I can understand it. All they know is that they're hungry. Yeah, you know, I, I don't like going away for a long period of time because I can't tell him I'll be back in five hours. It's okay. Don't panic. You're not being left alone. That's the only reason that. That's the one negative about going away for seven weeks on our holiday for mm. our honeymoon is I'm like just going to think that we've just abandoned him. Yeah, and I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, no. But he'll be excited when you get back. Yes, you will. Be like, you need to like put. I on, hope he remembers me. You should go to the. the like a party store and buy like a soldier costume and yeah. then get Nicola to film you returning home. That'll, that's guaranteed to get 5 million views on YouTube. <laughs> this is such it, a slap in the face for all of us that fought in the army. Uh, is, it a, is it illegal? Like you're not impersonating a soldier. It's not like saying you've no, won medals. As long as I don't claim to be a soldier. Yeah. yeah. I just came from a fancy dress party. <laughs> so as I said also, there was a few memorable moments I didn't realise were in it, like the 912 and the homo being giant and made of gold and stuff like that. Not an outstanding episode, but it definitely keeps you entertained from start to finish. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that there either is or is no such place as doggy heaven. Take okay. your pick. I learned a more serious one. It's mm. pretty much what we just said, that if your dog ever does get sick, in order for you to be able to help him, you need to go without some things. Mm-hmm. Just do it, because yep. they're definitely worth it. Yep. 
Now, a bit of trivia. trivia. You've already ruined my crippler one. You've ru- ruined two of mine. So. Oh, really? What did I ruin? Uh, the odds of winning the lottery of 380 million okay, to one. Yep, yep. And who was in doggy hell? Uh, which was one of the lassies, Hitler's dog, and there was another one, wasn't there? Uh, the dog that Nixon had. Dog Nixon had, okay, yeah. yeah. Now, my other question was, what was the phone number to call on oh. the flyer? Now, I think I've got it right. Klondike <laughs> 5. Now I've got no idea what the... I, th- I believe it was KLS 3457. Okay. It means nothing to me. I can't verify it. I'm just going to have to assume that you're true. But I've got a blink and you'll miss it trivia question as well. Oh, I like these ones. What road does Santa's Little Helper get picked up by the pound on? Oh, I don't know. The Michael Jackson Highway. Really? In Schwarzwalder County. That's awesome. Or country. Is it on the the screen for a split second? Yeah. That's really cool. I had to pause it and frame by frame it. Check the book. I bet you it's in there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's really I, cool. Whenever I do work, it turns yeah. out there's a really easy way for me to... Just then check the, the book and you'll never know. Yeah, no. Those was books are gone. I'm just throwing them on the fireplace when yes. I walk out of here. Was that it for the mail, uh, for the trivia this week? That's it for the trivia this week. Okay, which means it's now time for the mail. But before then, I've got to thank a couple of donors who have donated to the show this week. Uh, Joseph O'Hara and Seth Weens. Thank you very, very much for donating to us. You've helped pay for the website and all the other stuff that goes into bringing you this free show here on Four Finger Discount. Joseph O'Hara is a name that sounds familiar. He must have commented on a few things. Because whenever, whenever I look at him, I think of Chief O'Hara from Batman. Like 1960s Batman. Mm. Mm. It's a good name. Really incompetent Irish Chief of Police. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's Irish. I'm not too sure. But thank you for donating, Joseph O'Hara and Seth Weens. If you'd like to chuck a couple of dollars that way, you can go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. Or if you want to get some bang for your buck... You get can, something back for your money. Yes, you can purchase our premium podcast. We reviewed Bart vs. Australia and You Only Move Twice. Now, as we said, you don't have to buy these. You can wait a couple of years and you'll get them for free. But if you want to listen to them now and help, out, help support the show that comes to you free every week, you can go to fourfigurediscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast. Now it's time for... The mail! The mail is here! Ooh! The mailbag! Mailbag time. My favourite time of the week. We've got. Uh, we've actually had quite a lot come in because I figured out how to use the inbox. So, uh, to anyone that wrote in, two and the th- Twitter this week as well. To anyone that wrote in two to three months ago, I apologise. I noticed that you started tweeting on. T- uh, like you tweeted on Twitter. I got us like fifty new followers in a day. That's how you do it, man? Yeah, well, you're better at the social media than I am <laughs> because I don't take it seriously. <laughs> but uh, no, thank you to everyone that's written in. And if you, I, I've found a whole bunch of old things that I didn't know were there. So yes. this is going to be really fun for me to go through. Uh, but what we do have from Philip Moxley, Mitch and Dando, long-time listener, first-time caller. The other day, my partner, whilst watching Futurama, was heard to utter the words, I think I prefer Futurama to The Simpsons. Can you please remind me what is the punishment for blasphemy? So, basically, Phil's Stone asking, paddle? A, a paddling? Yes. That's what you want to give it? Like a... a Oh, what do they but call it? That's enough. It's Lisa's turn. What do they call it as, they, as you run through the... the pa- um, something of the asses. That's right. Paddling of the asses. Yeah. <laughs> something like that, anyway. I was thinking... Of paddling of the swollen ass. Clockwork orange style. Buy yourself some eye drops. Strap her to a chair. And she gets to watch nothing... Make her watch Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to help her appreciate The Simpsons more than Futurama. But yes, I think that should be... Yeah, um... Like season eight of Family Guy, if it went to season, season eight. twelve, they're still going Se- now, man. Oh, they're still going now. All right, well, yeah, season twelve. Like once they've well and truly kicked the bucket, just watch them over, season over three. and over again, <laughs> or just on a loop, nothing but Bender saying "bite my shiny metal ass," just over and over, over again. and over and no, over, and over, and over again. The hypnotoad, the hypnotoad. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. 
<laughs> for a period. I went. I watched it for three. I think it was three minutes straight. Once it was on YouTube, mm. and it was like a one-hour video of nothing but the hypno toad. I sat there and I got like three-minute mark, and I was like, "Brendan, reevaluate your life. <laughs> what are you doing here?" <laughs> but just to throw it out there too, I don't hate Family Guy. I just prefer The Simpsons. I, Moving along swiftly, I do hate Family. Well, I, to an extent, I hate. I don't hate. Hate's a strong word. Yeah, but it annoys me. Tom Hall, uh, this isn't a question, just wrote in to say, we were asking about uh, listeners' favourite seasons. He said yeah. it's uh, season eight. Just a lot of his favourite episodes in one season, such as You Only Move Twice, The Homer They Fall, Homer's Enemy, and Homer's Phobia, just to name a few. It also includes his favourite tree house, house of horror with Bart's evil twin and Kang and Kodos That is a, over the a world. great tree house of horror. Thank you very much for writing in on that one, Tom. Uh, Mark Salmon's written in with some feedback for my poem, Casey and Kabat. <laughs> this was great. I read it and I'm like, I wonder if Mitch will be annoyed by this. Uh, firstly, he says, absolutely love the show. There's a certain kind of kinship that only true Simpsons fans share, and I feel that every time I listen to you guys. With that being said, only one thing that came to my mind uh, during Mitch's reading of Casey at the Bat, <laughs> all in favour of skipping the poem. Thank you. <laughs> it replayed in my mind with each line from two to 30-something. <laughs> When I read the email, I was like, that's right. He spent 10 minutes reading a poem. (laughs) I didn't know it would go for so long. It seemed like a good idea when I started. (laughs) We've got some correspondence in from Cameron, by the way, who this is in reference to one of the premium podcasts, Mark versus Australia. Uh, Just to... Just goes to show that even in the premium podcast, we're not fully immune from making a mistake. We make mistakes every episode. Wrote in to let us know that we'd confused corporal punishment for capital punishment yeah, while that. talking like, about the Fuck, I did too. Yeah, that was our bad, absolute mistake. He went on to, in three paragraphs, uh, explained what the difference was. We do know, we just said the wrong word. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you very think. much for writing yeah. in. Anyway, another thing was that during the podcast, the, the premium Bart versus Australia, Mitch says to me that Bart pushes the dial 40 or more than 40 times more than 40 times to call australia yeah and i said there's no way because he pushes it really really slowly as listeners have mentioned and emailed us in and told us i was confusing it with when homer is dialing the mr sparkle company yeah and he's dialing really really slow in the library that's what i was thinking in my head but no in bart versus australia he's like do 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 and it's a really funny moment in the premium podcast of bart versus australia where mitch proves me wrong and i didn't like it but i left it in anyway well, there's a little tease. Good job. Good for you. <laughs> Much like I lifted in your little burp last week. <laughs> yes, that's got some good feedback. If you actually. haven't, if you haven't downloaded last week's episode for separate vocations, it's worth it just for the first five minutes. You hear Mitch do one of the strangest sounds of all time. It's funny you should mention that because this next question comes in from Dan Podlowski, but not before he said, first off, that sound Mitch made, epic." <laughs> It was so good. Seriously, if you have listened to separate vocations, just download the first five minutes and listen to it. It's um, worth it. We've got a like. Our, our listener wrote in with that great quote. Uh, actually, much more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Summing up our show, you just came up with another really good one. I didn't like it, but I left it in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mitch didn't want me to leave the burping, did you? Well, part, you were genuinely upset. Part of me didn't want it in, but the part of me that understands what real good comedy is knew it had to stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Seriously, if you haven't listened to it yet, check it out. Last week's show. Anyway, so Dan's writing in. He has a question for both of us. If we were to live the life of one of the Simpsons characters for one year, excluding the family, who would you be and why? Rainier. You go Wolfcastle? Yeah. And why? Because he sleeps on top of a pile of money with lots of beautiful ladies. <laughs> It is. Uh, it's fairly hard to argue with that. I'd go Brockman. Yeah, yeah. Just cause I was tossing up Brockman in my head. I'm still on TV. Occasionally, I get to go out and have a little sauna with some Japanese honeys and drop some sushi. You are the voice of the people. Yeah, I thought you would have chosen Freddie Quimby. Give me the ball. 
Uh, Dylan Haggett has written in. He Haggett. Re- yeah, he's been catching up um, by the time that we're reading this. He will have just caught up with and listening to and watching separate vocations. So, he's watching as he goes along. Anyway, two questions. First is, what is your favourite Simpsons meme? I think I know what your answer is going to be. What is it? The one that you created, saying when someone doesn't get your Simpsons reference. No, I preferred the other one that I created where it was Meanwhile at Telstra. Oh, yeah, Meanwhile, Telstra was a good one. And that Homer was, and the Fat Moon reaching over the broomstick yeah. on the computer. For international listeners, uh, Telstra, who's our major nari- uh, national carrier, has had some horrible... Phone, phone carrier, yeah. Yeah, phone carrier has had some horrible um, system outages over the last year after being one of the most reliable networks for a while. Mine is the one that you made. I, I like the simplicity of it, that, yeah. that when someone doesn't get your reference. Second question is, is there any chance that we'll get a Simpsons Hit and Run review either on the podcast or on YouTube? 100%. Mm. I can now actually play it on my PlayStation. Yes. So, I will... Because I didn't play it when I was younger. I never had it. So, I'm going to make my way through it and then we can do it. I haven't even discussed it with you, but I'm just throwing it out there to the listeners. We're going to live stream it on the page. Okay. That'll be fun. Of course it will be. Set up a little camera in the background. Yeah. yeah. Just put the phone up. Yeah. Live stream us playing Hit and Run. It'll be coming in the page in the next cool. few weeks. Yeah. All right. Done. And then, like, maybe some little... Can people... Uh, people can comment on a live stream uh, live so streams. they can talk back yes. and forth. Yeah. Good. We'll let you guys know on the show what night we're going to do it and then we can all tune in and watch us play Hit and Run live on the page. Mm. Final question of the mailbag. It's been a big mailbag, chock-a-block full. As I said, I've found a lot, so I've, <laughs> I've, I've been working through it. But this one comes in from Rob Holinati. I started off a new segment last week of hypothetical questions. I do have a few more hypotheticals myself, but Rob's written one Yours in. was crazy. Yeah, I've got some other ones that are really dark. <laughs> like, like they're messed Casey up. Casey at the bat? <laughs> no, 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 like... I, I we'll get to it. I yeah, can't yeah. spoil What's it, but they're, but they're awful. Yeah. Like, it'll take you to a place that you don't want to go to. This one from Rob, though, is a little bit more whimsical. You're a professional fighter and you have been booked to fight a large mammal from the zoo. Think sort of turn of the century entertainment. Mammal? It can't be just an Let's any- just, I, Well, he says mammal, but I'm going to open it up. It can be any animal. So, you've been booked to fight okay. an animal from the zoo. Now, you have to fight in order to... So, you have to win the fight in order to receive your payment. But it has to be a close fight because people want value for their money. Which animal are you going to fight and why? Can I rig the fight so it looks like I can get my shit kicked or get my ass kicked, but I'm not? Well, it's got to be believable. Like you can't go into the butterfly enclosure. Just have it surrounded by twenty of them. Um, get off me! Get off me! We need to be fighting something that can actually beat you. Mm. But you don't want to be able to maul you to death. So no, you've, lions you've, out you've of the got equation. to have a chance. Yeah, no, you like what, lion, what, tiger. I got stalked by a tiger when I went to Melbourne Zoo last time. Like it just kept pacing back and forth, staring me down. Yeah, they don't like being in there. Then. No, he no. wanted out, and he wanted out through me. Yeah. I, I don't like going to zoos. Um, you can't go gorilla because a gorilla would just fuck you up. Mm. There's not really an animal that you, is strong enough to be able to have a fight with you but not kill you. No, I disagree. What? I think you want to go like a mid-sized monkey. Three chimps. That would kill you. No, they wouldn't. They'd scratch me up some and they might blind me in one three, eye. Three versus you. Yep. You'd die. I, I'm talking You're like dead. knee-high chimps. You'd be dead. No, I'd be fine. One would choke you. There'd be thing you in the bum. There'd be this amazing <laughs> slow motion thing where I grab one of them by the tail and whirl it over my head. Like when I'm on death's door and I whirl it over and I knock the other two out with it, then I toss it out of the encounter. Like a Power Ranger of the putties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you bring out like a saber tooth tiger. <laughs> Nothing happens. Nothing happens <laughs> at all. <laughs> Alrighty, but yeah, let's okay, go. So three chimpanzees, three chimpanzees, maybe. We'll see okay. what happens. Okay. We'll, we'll make it happen one day. Can you do better than that? No, because I don't no. want to hurt an animal. What about like water polo style wrestling with otters? Why would I want to hurt an animal? Well, just What's the pretend. payday? What's the payday? You're 50 million. Oh, 50 million? Yeah. Oh, I'd fucking kill anything. Big for 50 prize million. money. 
Uh, $50 million. Oh. Take down a rhinoceros for 50 <laughs> <laughs> Jumanji! <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so What about a sloth? Yeah, that works. Sloth with a gun. <laughs> Why would he eat the gun? <laughs> because because you're quicker than the sloth, so you've got to give it some sort of... <laughs> I'm envisioning a sloth with a gun. Just fucking lining me up. <laughs> like the virtual reality archery game. Just yeah. lining me up. I'm running away. Work. You've got to give them some even ground. <laughs> a sloth with a gun. He's not going to know how to use it. You've got at least two minutes Proves before... Proves everyone wrong. Fucking shoots me straight away. Well, possibly. <laughs> but he might not kill you on that first bullet. He's like... I'll give you five just, seconds, motherfucker. It just needs to be a close fight. That's all that's important to me. So, could I take the gun away from him and just beat him with it? You could, eventually. I would, I would just shoot him, just get it done. One and done. $50 million. Just, just down. But no, if it's not a contest, Dando, then it doesn't work. I'm running away from my life being chased by a sloth with a fucking gun. Well, what, not, what? not in your story. In your story, just walking up and capping the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> After I've taken it off him. <laughs> he's asleep. I just bang. Crowds, holy shit! Sometimes, Dando, I feel like you just don't take things. You just don't take fighting animals seriously. <laughs> Is that the mailbag for this week? That's the mailbag wrapped up for this week. Uh, thanks to everybody who emailed in mailbag at fourfigurediscount.com.au If you'd like to have a story, my two have you got my two cents this week. Um, no, you didn't find one. There's plenty in there. I didn't <laughs> see a new one. Please send through some more stories of people being cheap. Yes, more My Two Cents stories. So, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Please follow us on Twitter at fourfingerpod. Like us on Facebook, as I'm sure you already have. And as we said, we'd really appreciate if you checked out our premium podcast. Just for $1 you do each, you can get Bart versus Australia, or you only move twice, just go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast, or if you just want to check a donation our way, fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Colonel Homer. Oh, man, I've been looking forward to that one. I don't think I've watched it since I was about eight years Neither old. Neither have I, and that's largely why I've been looking forward to it. I just remember Marge gets really jealous because Lola Lumpkin wants to pound Homer. Yeah, uh, there's some great lines in there, some really good musical jokes. Like, you know, uh, Buddy Holly stood here and said, there is no way I'm recording in this dump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that line. <laughs> I'm just actually making Homer, sure that it is Homer, Homer, Homer. we're going to have to stop you. We're getting some sort of... Uh, grinding sound on the track. Yes. Now, if you can't remember what Colonel Homer is, here's a brief description for you guys listening at home. After his behaviour at the movie theatre, or do you want to read it out or do you want to be surprised when we're watching it? I don't really want to know no, any synopsis. I understand the joke. Ju- oh, I remember enough of the episode. Well, after his behaviour at the movie theatre embarrasses Marge, Homer and Marge have a large argument, causing Homer to head to a redneck bar where he meets a beautiful barmaid named Lurleen Lumpkin oh, with a talent. Yes. The montage of different bars. Yes. Of course. With it, or Was it this one? No, no, no. You're no. thinking of the one where he's the the pilot the lesbian okay. bar no where he gets kicked out of Moe's damn yeah you think of the les- yeah I got excited where he goes to cheers and stuff yeah, yeah. Lurleen with a talent for singing Homer becomes her manager and does everything he can to make Lurleen famous but it takes a very long time for him to notice Lurleen has fallen in love with him with Marge already upset and thinking Homer's the one with the roving eyes it's time for him to decide on his romantic future that is Colonel Homer's coming up next week Mitch any final words uh no shh